Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today's edition, it's time for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast Golden Cheese Grater Award Show. A day that needs no introduction. All right, welcome to the Yahoo Sports College podcast, and not just any edition of the Yahoo Sports College podcast. This is the end of the year Golden Cheese Grater Awards edition. Yes, the Golden Cheese Grater. Lindsay, please play that audio bite for us. Who steals a cheese grater? That uh, <laughs> that guy really inspired us. <laughs> One of Pat's neighbors in Kentucky. <laughs> Yeah, my uncle. Who uh, who steals a cheese grater? Well, not the winners of the award this year because they'll have one. I actually don't know if we're giving anybody a golden cheese grater. Anyway, I'm Dan Wetzel. I am joined by my fellow tribunal members in doling out awards today. Pete Thamel, Pat Forty. This podcast is going to be full of inside jokes, although you'll, you'll get most of them. I'm not going to explain <laughs> everything because it would take forever. Um, but first, the really important news. The Yahoo Sports College podcast, that's us. We are going to be hosting a live edition of the show for National Championship Weekend in downtown San Jose. The live show, you can come to our taping, will be held Friday, January 4th, 8 p.m. Friday, January 4th. You got nothing else to do. I don't think that our audience has got full social calendar, so I think you're free. <laughs> Friday, January 4th, 8 p.m., the Uproar Brewing Company. Uproar Brewing Company. In the upset of the year, we're having it at a bar, at a brewery. <laughs> the live show is free to attend. We'll have prizes and giveaways, beer specials, and custom brews for both uh, playoff teams. And you'll get to see your favorite podcast host. That's us. Live in person for the National Championship Preview Show. I guess there was that one guy who said uh, his favorite podcast host was Rachel Maddow, but we were second. (laughs) I don't believe Rachel Maddow will be there, but she is invited. Anybody can attend. My 98-year-old grandmother watches Rachel Maddow every night, so it's hard to dislike her. Rachel Maddow seems like a nice enough person. If she wants to come to the podcast, she can come. Uh, you can be part of our listener Q&A session after the podcast. We'll probably be pretty drunk by then, so Lord knows what we'll say. <laughs> Space is limited 
for this event. So reserve your spot now. Go to yahoosports.com slash college podcast. That's yahoosports.com slash college podcast. Now, uh, the Uproar Brewing Company is looking good. It's, uh, it's right there in San Jose, right near where they're doing all the uh, football festivities. Uh, I immediately went to the food menu. Surprise, surprise. Uh, fish tacos, the Uproar Burger, chicken wings. This is looking good. Pizza, grilled broccolini. I think I'll pass. Mm. <laughs> Kind of violates the podcast ethos. Let's check out beers. I got beers here. Okay, the beer list. Here we go. Let's start with this. First Street Drama. Classic German semi-sweet maltiness. The perfect answer to that. Boris, just give me a regular beer. Yeah, Wetzel. I I feel like this beer list is yelling at me. (laughs) It is. Dan, are you going to attempt to smuggle in Bush Light in your backpack? And like pour it in like one of those like uh, frosty mugs that they uh, likely have at the fine uproar. No comment. No comment. Like I mean, this is a corporate partner. Would you would you risk insulting them to drink your beloved no. Bush Light, Dan? I will drink what the uh, uproar brewing company gives me because I am a good host. I'm a good guest. I mean, good guest. There you go. So and they're supposedly we're each getting our own beer. Like the guy's brewing a special patch for all of us. So that's humbling, really. What are know? what are some mock names of potential beers named after us? Because certainly there's plenty of material uh, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pete Thamel Porter. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more insulting, like you know Wetzel's like <laughs> Wetzel's lowbrow brew or something like that. To, right. We'll <laughs> just get to the hangover. Yeah. Wetzel's unrefined, yeah. <laughs> unrefined, <laughs> unrefined <laughs> beer. It's just yes. water with some hops floating in it. Yeah. <laughs> How about the muscles from Brussels, as strong as Jean Claude himself, and just as smooth? Wow. I got my eye on that one. At least maybe after the show. If I have one before the show at eight point six percent ABV, <laughs> things could go off the rails quickly. Yeah. We need we need to bring in whoever wrote this menu. This boozy Belgian babe is caramelly, yeah. malty, delicious dark ale. That will leave you feeling cozy. I don't know if I want to be next to you, Pat, if you're drinking that. <laughs> this show is going to be a wreck. Yes. This show is going to be a wreck. <laughs> it's worth coming just for the potential train wreck. I can't believe they entrusted us with having a live show, but, you know. I you bet ESPN will have some kind of li- bunch of live stuff going on. It's all going to suck compared to our show. <laughs> I agree. Okay. No one will be in a suit. There'll be no self-importance. You can drink That's with right. us. We will not be sucking up to the playoff people. No. Yeah, we'll tell you the truth. All right, so we will see you all at the Uproar Brewery. Well, not all of you, because that would overwhelm the place. But at least some of you. YahooSports.com slash college podcast. I like that we got a page. Uh, all right, let's get to the awards, baby. <laughs> I hope we don't have standards of political correctness like the Oscars. Who's <laughs> gonna? Well, if we do, they have not been upheld so far. <laughs> we have no. That's the show. Good night, everybody. Have a drive safe. We got a problem if that's the case. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna do very well. Anyway, uh, until then, we have some can- uh, some categories that Pat came up with. We did a Twitter poll. Yeah. Uh, so we have a 
interactive, man. I mean, we are like on top of things here. Uh, we have voter voter responses, and uh, this is uh, like the opposite of that Home Depot show. That really isn't that interesting. On <laughs> yeah, we some of these have are. like 800, 900 votes. By the way. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we got some pretty good uh, listener interaction, reader interaction here. So yeah, uh, it's uh, we're pleased that you all uh, chose to partake, and uh, we may or may not listen to what the voters say. We may just overrule you and make our own choices as as the podcast tribunal of record here. <laughs> the tribunal can overrule the the listeners because we don't Absolutely. care about you. <laughs> you got uh, you got uh, an entire year of podcast for free. Yeah. And some of you aren't even going to come to the live show, so whatever. Some of you even got free koozies out of this. All right, first category, one of our favorites this year, fight of the year. Fight of the year. You'll note we are not doing, like, the uh, the best cornerback or, you know, <laughs> best press corner. Uh, fight of the year. All right, there's four candidates here. Uh, we have the pacemaker brawl yep. featuring Jimbo Fisher's uh, Bama Bang nephew who took on uh, an old guy with Parkinson's and a pacemaker and Kevin Falk. So it really the, 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 the total extremes. Uh, we got Mike Gundy and Tom Herman playing hold me back. That was a major dispute whether Gundy, when Pat called Mike Gundy the, uh, the mullet without muscle or something like that. All mullet, no muscle. All mullet, no muscle. That could have been the best uh, line of the year on the podcast. Might have been. That might have been. We should have had line of the year. Yeah. I would, I would have had to remember them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I usually try to I wipe. I don't listen I, to you guys. I try to so wipe this hour of my week immediately out of my head the moment <laughs> I file it. Uh, Zach Smith versus Tom Herman. Okay, cool. Hook them. <laughs> Included massage parlor <laughs> adventures. All sorts of alleg- uh Plus the allegation that Tom Hearn was drinking vodka and G2 at the Ohio State football facility, which was said like it was a negative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stealing three G2s. He stole G2 and mixed it with vodka. Yeah, because Tom Herman has good taste. It's a heck of a cocktail. The athlete. The $150 million Ohio State football budget couldn't take the hit. How could it get passed? And then finally the egg bowl on on the field brawl. Uh, okay, those are our four candidates. Uh, the voters were decisive. Forty-four percent went with uh, Zach Smith versus Tom Herman. Pat, do you agree with the uh, the listeners? You know, no, I don't. Because the LSU A and M one, I just loved the the amount of material we got out of that. Although Zach Smith and Tom Herman did give us like multiple podcasts because they were it was so ridiculous. Uh, you know, Zach Smith's inability to shut up for any period of time uh, certainly played into our favor. But I love the LSU A&M thing. Cole Fisher, the picture of him cocking back and throwing a punch at Kevin Falk uh, was like the picture of the year, I thought, in college football. And just the absurdity of Jimbo Fisher's nephew out there brawling after that after a seven-overtime <laughs> game. Give me that one as my personal choice. All right. I hate to agree with Pat, but LSU A&M wins simply because of the sheer cackles of delight in Dan Wetzel's voice 
when we were discussing <laughs> that. Like he I couldn't did love it. wait. He was like an eight-year-old on Christmas morning. <laughs> that true. that whole saga was almost like scripted just for us. So thank you, LSU. <laughs> thank you, Bama banged Cole Fisher for entering our lives and making them a little brighter. Yeah, I got to stick. I mean, every, every other podcast was like, let's break down the playoff contenders. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, let's yeah. get to this fight. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> That's First off, this is now a rivalry, right? LSU and A&M is now a rivalry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cole Fisher goes down in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't get over Zach Smith making fun of the vodka and cranberry. I just or uh, G2. <laughs> I just can't do that. That's a disqualifier Zach- in your mind. However... The okay, cool hook'em also goes down in history. Very strong. Very, yeah. very strong. That's, and see, this now. this category and our debate here is really the ethos of this podcast, which is all <laughs> the other crap is the fun part of college football. <laughs> exactly. Everyone else, oh, this is marring the game. And oh, this is, no, this is the good part. Yeah. <laughs> this exactly. is the funny part. Did yeah. you see... The Texas like Highway Patrol put up a billboard like hook like buckle your seatbelts okay cool hook them or something like yeah. that it was like they were using it as like a yeah. see, like people are saving lives now. Well, t- <laughs> Tom Herman's Tom Herman's wife wore an okay cool hook them T shirt. Yeah, with, on with the, the hook'em with the hook'em sign. Is this the hook'em sign or is that? that? Yeah, that's Don't a do sign. down. No. And no, that's the. This. I oh, no, thought no, it was a nice one. touch that the money was raised for a woman's shelter in Dallas off the t-shirts so to i gotta take tell you what this, this whole sorted thing and actually do a little good out of it made it uh other than giving us something to talk about uh put a smile on my face we might need to make sure tom herman's up for for person of the year because <laughs> most husbands when accused by a co-worker of visiting massage parlors while on the road i i mean i'm just guessing you're not going to get out of it with your wife wearing a T-shirt to commemorate this incident. So, smooth line, Tom Herman. I mean, that is some good husbandry right there. That like, Guy's like, oh, yeah, we used to go to here and here and here. And he's like, yeah, cool, hook him. And she's like, I love that line, Tom. She's, uh, that, that's, that is basically throwing a cat out of a third-story window and watching it land on its feet. Woo. Right there. Woo. Impressive. So I have a good I have a good Tom Herman story that he told me for a profile uh, like a couple years ago when I was working on Sports Illustrated on his first date with his wife. Um, he went to reach in the glove compartment of the uh, of the car. Remember Banaka, the stuff you used to like squirt in your mouth for like good breath. Oh, yeah. I don't think they still make ladies, loved it. La- ladies loved it. Ladies loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I have to remember I have to remember what it was, but it was something like. It was like cologne or insect repellent or something really bad. No. So Tom on he the first day was a squirt in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> he probably maced himself. Yeah, it was not mace. It was not mace, but he <laughs> like was like dry heaving and spitting out the car. <laughs> That's so he's awesome. been, he, he recovered. He, he recovered. He's been a smooth criminal since the start, that Tom Herman. His halftime adjustments are just fantastic. Tom Herman. <laughs> I do have to say for for the listeners, since we we video record this too on Skype, and I have to say every time we discussed a fight this year, you could actually see the joy in Wetzel's face yes. on yeah. Skype. So any fight, anyway, yeah. I'm I I'm torn. I guess it's too. You guys went with it. I could go with the listeners and create a deadlock. <laughs> I think I'm. I, I just can't get over the vodka and G two. Sorry, Zach. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, LSU A&M. Okay. Yep. Yeah. By the way, let me let me just throw it. It was air freshener that Tom squirted in his mouth. Oh, God. Air freshener. Thinking it was Unbelievable. So Nice. Yeah. So a golden cheese grater on its way to the A&M facility for Cole Fisher. Who steals a cheese grater? Yeah, good job, Cole. <laughs> Can you imagine Jimbo's face if he, like, opened up a FedEx package and it was a cheese grater? <laughs> no kidding. All right, uh, here's a prestigious one. Idiot of the year. Idiot of the year. <laughs> Such an uplifting podcast. <laughs> We should do a. Can we have the Hallmark music and 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 glorify how Tua came in as a the sub? Pat likes that Hallmark stuff. Oh yeah. Now we're doing right. Idiot of the Year. Uh, one was Woody Dixon, Larry Scott, for the play, the the replay issues, Pac-12, just general Pac-12. Uh, Larry Fedora. Uh, what did he do? Was he said to as a war they, on was, football? Uh, yeah, yeah, he said that basically football is what made America a military power. Declared that there was a war on football, <laughs> and then after they brawled at the end of their la- season closing game, his last game at North Carolina, as he was getting fired for being dreadful, uh, he was asked about the brawl and said there was no fight. There was no fight, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's like thirty guys spread across the field yanking each other's face masks and punching and kicking. He said, yeah, there was no fight. No fight there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, what, who else did we have? Somebody else nominated some. We also have the leadership at Maryland. Just general. <laughs> yeah. Well, multiple winners. It's, like, it's you, like when they win the Academy Award and there's like 100 dudes up there. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, everybody gets the uh, trophy for a day. Yeah. The ensemble cast at yeah, Maryland. Yeah, the ensemble cast at Maryland. Yeah. And what usually, was the other one, Pete? Usually we wouldn't criticize people for making references to alcohol because that's like 60% of our podcast material. <laughs> but uh, I believe his name is James Brady, who is the board chair there amid like oh, yeah. this very like uppity press conference to, I believe, announce that the coach was fired. Um, no, 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 they were keeping it was him. They brought him back for a day. So they're, yeah, they're trying to yeah. defend obviously bringing back DJ Durkin and he just grabs his water bottle and makes a reference to his gin. <laughs> like yeah. that was, that was some powerful stupidity right there. I, I mean, I'm sure James Brady's way more successful in real life than will ever be. But my God, when I saw that, I literally like, cringed on my couch and like went into the fetal <laughs> position. I was just like, are you kidding? Like someone yeah. actually it's thought like, that was okay. You so. did not just say that. That's what my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the listeners went leadership at Maryland. Um, uh, 76% landslide. Uh, I got to agree with them. Yeah. I, I think this one's a, uh, an open and shut one. As far as I'm concerned that what a bunch of buffoonery and really tragic circumstances, but followed by just incredible buffoonery and tone deafness and weak foresight and everything, uh, all out there at Maryland. My my late charge in this was for uh, Oregon State President Ed Ray, who uh, some emails emerged last week in which he basically the Pac-12 has been a, a just a searing dumpster fire all this season. There has really been not one single good piece of good news to come out of the Pac-12. And Ed Ray, who's long been Mark Emmert's sort of running buddy, like the guy that NCAA trots out to tell you what a good job Mark Emmert's doing. By the way, Mark Emmert just got a contract extension. He'll make <laughs> way more money until 2023 now than uh, any of us could dream of making for doing so little 
But Ed Ray is the guy who the NCAA will trot out to tell you what a great job Mark Emmert's doing for the student-athlete ideals and GSR and all the NCAA cliches you can possibly speak of. Basically, Ed Ray, from what I learned, is if you are running a failing organization, you bring Ed Ray to ride shotgun and try to tell everybody what a great job you're doing because that's what he's doing both with the NCAA and with the Pac-12 right now. And his emails that were unearthed by John Wilner, uh, who obviously does a great job in the Bay Area, uh, covering the Pac-12 and uh, sort of being a thorn in the side of that organization, which quite frankly needs it. Uh, Ed Ray in his email said, we should talk about seizing the communications initiative in the sports world. I think some of your concern is probably due to having to deal continuously with the characters who populate sports media. <laughs> God, if you know, we'd got away, we'd get away with our ineptitude if it wasn't just for those characters who populate the sports media. So, yeah, if you can't outsmart us, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those meddling kids from Scooby Doo. Yes, exactly. So, so, congratulations, leadership at Maryland. You're named the idiots of the year. Golden cheese grater headed to College Park. Who steals a cheese grater? All right, worst coaching decision of the year. <laughs> just all negative. It's just so great. <laughs> you know, we got to stay on brand. Penn State versus Ohio State when James Franklin's uh, call on fourth and five, right? Or did he said he went for it at all? No, no, it no. Call. It was the, they had it was to the go run for call. It. They, they run they play right in the middle. Yeah. Trace McSorley's just destroying Ohio State That's all games. Right. So fourth and five, they run the ball up the middle. Up the middle, man. Two yards in a cloud of dust, and they got you the turnover. Um, and a loss. Of course, Kirby Smart's fake punt against Alabama tie game. Got to be aggressive. Uh, cost you the game. Good job. Uh, Bobby Petrino pass against FSU. That's probably all of them. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was all they had to do was hand off three times basically to win that game. And he decided that with his really bad quarterback on a first and 10 with a lead, with less than two minutes to play uh, on, like, the Florida State 21 to throw, and he immediately throws it to FSU, and FSU wins the game. I'd like to apologize to Pat for you having to watch that game. What <laughs> <laughs> I was flipping around between dumpster fires. You know, I'm always attracted to Remember a good dumpster how excited fire. Pat got when he watched the Samford Oh, oh, Florida yeah. State game. That was my favorite moment of the year. Not Stanford, you know, Stanford. We need some he sort was... of like cheese grater for Pat's Twitter screed against Florida oh. State when they were losing to Samford for a time. It was like Never it was that was what Jules was five. Like he kept us all abreast. He was just I did. sideways irate and vitriolic towards Florida State's lack of effort. It was it was really we should, we need that like tweet storm bronzed somewhere. <laughs> Pat Pat somehow like like uh, pirated into Tallahassee community television to get that thing on the air. <laughs> I don't even know how you're watching it. No, I, I live in an ACC market, man. We had it on. I, I mean, I still am not sure why, but it was on. and I could not <laughs> stop watching it because they were so bad. Uh, uh, anyway, also Oregon handoff versus Stanford. Yep. That was uh, all they had to do. Again, this was take a knee time and it's like, they're going to keep, actually trying oh, to run the ball, extra effort play. The guy fumbles. They'd been leading all game, and Stanford goes down, ties it, and wins in overtime. The best part is the college head coaches. All of the coaches defended those plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, no, no, it's what you got to do. Yeah, no. Right. Trying uh, to win the not. game. 
Got to try to win the game. Oh, no kidding. Uh, all right. The voters went with the Georgia fake punt versus Bama. Uh, I got to say, due to the stakes, um, that's a tough one to overcome. Plus, it was fourth and 11, wasn't it? Fourth and 11 midfield. And Alabama has the defense on the field, not the punt return team. It, yeah. That, I, I think it's a landslide winner. Yeah. Pete? The single worst play call I've ever seen in a high-stakes situation. I, I'm right. still baffled by yeah. it. And he honestly should have just owned it. Like, I, I was disappointed because Kirby's a pretty straightforward guy. I was disappointed he was like, oh, the look, the snap. was like The look was like a normal 4-3 defense. Like, I, I, again, right. I, I, can't, I can't sit here and lie to you and tell you I know a lot about punt safe. But all I know is, like, that looked like trying to run a draw on 4th and 11 with uh, – yeah, right up the middle and hoping for success. Well, that, I mean, yeah. I, I, Saban, it, even though Kirby is one of his, you know, valued longtime former assistant coaches, Saban basically threw him under the bus post-game press conference where he said he brought it up, in fact. He said, I was surprised. He said, we were in punt safe, which means, you know, when it, the, the when you see that and you're the punt team, you automatically call off any fake. But they didn't. And, I mean, for Saban to bring it up, I thought, uh, spoke very clearly about what a terrible decision it was. Uh, I got to go with the uh, – let's let's go with the, the listeners yep. uh, and go with that. So, uh, congratulations, Kirby Smart. You are not in the playoff, but you do win the cheese grater for worst coaching decision of the year. Yep. I'll have my son at Georgia go over and deliver that. For the yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that will go over well inter-athletic department-wise. <laughs> yeah, his scholarship will be gone by the time he gets out of there. All right, the Flop of the Year Award. Flop of the Year. The candidates, Wisconsin, Miami, Michigan State, and everyone on Notre Dame's schedule. Ah, Pat, you're clever on that one. Uh, Wisconsin was four preseason Miami was eight Michigan State was 11 and Notre Dame was playing half the time look at I'm just literally Notre Dame was playing Stanford 13 Michigan 14 SC 15 uh who else was in this Florida State Florida State 19 Georgia yeah Virginia Tech 20 yeah so they were playing five top 25 opponents uh I think only Michigan remained yep uh let's see what the voters went with they went with Wisconsin, thirty-seven percent. They were the high. They were number four and talking about national title, and uh, they weren't any good. Guys, thoughts? I I am with the voters on that one, as much out of individual personal spite as anything else, <laughs> because I I have been a Wisconsin doubter and basher for years, and all of a sudden this year, I I don't know why I looked at it and said, man, they got their whole offensive line back. They got Jonathan Taylor. You know, they ended last season well. Chris has done a good job. Jim Leonard's a good assist, assistant coach. I'm, they're going to the playoff. I'm, I said they're going to go to the playoff. So they let me down as badly as a team could let me down. They uh, they just stunk this year. They lost to BYU. They got trucked by a bad Minnesota team. Uh, they they were no good whatsoever. They had, did have injuries, but so what? Wisconsin flop of the year for me. Pat, I think you got charmed by Paul Christ, which is actually impossible to do considering he's a very nice man, but he's pretty much charmless. So I, yeah, I did go up there to do a big story. Pat. I did a big story on Paul Christ and what a great job he's doing, and then they go seven and five. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> he did another one on uh, 
must must champ and that that didn't go so well never <laughs> reading that column yeah <laughs> must champ's yeah, he, much better coach now he's got him poised and i yeah. was like oh it's a nice story oh yeah didn't work yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry you remember that one yeah it was a good story just wasn't true we're all, we're all gonna whiff a few times so no. yeah i wrote uh, a uh i wrote a syrupy story on the austin p coach and he went five and six so yeah. <laughs> hey but he got another job out of it you got him the job yeah i don't know about story, that man. but yeah he, god god bless will healy he's uh he, he's got to figure it out more than we do. Uh, yes, I will on Wisconsin, uh, if, if for nothing else, to just the t- opportunity to mock Pat. Um, yeah, I just was surprised. Like, their offensive line kind of stunk, and their tailback kept fumbling. Like, I, yeah. just, those are not <laughs> things that should happen at Wisconsin. Like, no. that is a systemic failure if your offensive line isn't tough and doesn't have an edge. So, um, in fact, I don't even know if we send them the cheese grater because they'd actually want it. <laughs> they got their that's own that's true yeah. withholding the cheese grater in Wisconsin yes. is a big penalty yeah. uh, well I don't know we'll think about it yeah uh, if not we'll just send it to random towns in Kentucky figure someone needs it <laughs> there you go they'll steal it if they don't who steals a cheese grater terrible take of the year Harbaugh is doomed after game one mm. who said that <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, that was me. The guy who's oh, batting his eyes at Paul Christ. <laughs> yeah, right. right Harbaugh right. rules, and Michigan will kill Ohio State. <laughs> Ain't no way UNC hires Mac Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Orgeron is terrible. Ed Orgeron is great. Ed Orgeron is terrible. Uh, boy, it's these like, are all bad. It's like a bad take, Gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's good good competition for that award. Yeah, it really is. yeah. We, we we there are some low depths that we could trip over, over each other on here. So it's called the Overreaction Podcast, and so we overreact. <laughs> we don't have terrible takes. I ban- banish this. I'm banishing it. They're all good takes. <laughs> I'll defend my Mac Brown take by just saying shouldn't like. <laughs> like yeah. It's not going to go well. Like. I just, Give it I just time. didn't think they'd be that dumb. But you know what? Give it time. Never underestimate yeah, boosters and collegiate. I'd like to think the AD didn't really have a say in that because he's he's kind of a smart guy. Um, yeah, that was uh, that one was all-timer. Just, uh, yeah. La Boca right. Vista Chapel Hill. All right. Uh, the saddest non-story of the year. Okay? Uh, There's only, only one candidate. Only one nominee. Only one candidate, Harvard running back who didn't flip off the Yale defender. <laughs> so disappointing. All he was doing was pointing number one up in the air as he scored a touchdown in the Harvard-Yale game. He was erroneously accused of flipping off the Yale defender, which endeared him to our hearts and yes. caused other people to be very angry about unsportsmanlike play. But then it turned out he was sportsmanlike. For But he pointed up in the air that was still too unsportsmanlike. To the to the just miserable human beings that run college football, uh, so I don't know. I say uh, that's it. That's the only candidate. We we're so sad yeah. that story wasn't true. I that crushed me. I was ready to give him every award. <laughs> uh, I mean, think of it. I mean, there's not much you can come up with better than a Harvard running back <laughs> flipping off a Yale defensive back on his way to the end zone. I mean, come on, it's perfect. Yeah. I may have oh. to go to Harvard uh, this spring because I live in Boston, so it's yep. right down the street, and just ask him why he didn't. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know the impact you could have had if you Pete, just flipped the guy while, off? While you, are, 
Yes. While you are handing him the cheese grater, yes. please ask him. <laughs> that really one, be, that it's one an hurt. emotional moment. It's an yeah. emotional moment. <laughs> yeah, I bet he, he realized he was getting torched on the internet for being so unsportsmanlike. It was like, damn, I should have thought of that. Yeah, I hope so. so. <laughs> Might need to staff that game next year down the Yale Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you what, be, I'd be ready for all for that, for that to turn into the egg bowl, baby. Come yeah, on. I could get going. Uh, all right. In along this uh, topic, uh, the control freak of the year, mm. Arkansas coach, Chad Moore is suspending two of his defensive backfield players for flirting with the Mississippi state dance team pregame. <laughs> he literally suspended them from the next game. The Razorback Romeos. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if they even got a date. We've never, I mean, come on, Northwest Arkansas, you know, NWA thing, whatever that newspaper. What's that paper called? Uh, uh, shoot. I challenged Bo, Bo, Bo Bounds on the radio there to find out. I haven't heard anything yeah. from that. We, we, we've we got to get to the bottom of that. We we have failed to do our, uh, our follow-up reporting on that. I went yeah. so nuts on this story. That, that, yes, that, that I, that I, <laughs> that Bo, Bo Mattingly, who, uh, who has the, uh, big show out there in Arkansas had me on and I, I it was like a 45 minute interview. About this <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, uh, that was one of you. That was certainly a wheelhouse topic for I you. I think we know where mm-hmm. I'm voting. Dabo Sweeney yeah. berating defensive lineman, Christian Wilkins for doing the Heisman pose, the iconic. Heisman pose, uh, first done by uh, Desmond Howard at Michigan. Uh, this was unsportsmanlike. Uh, especially, it's hysterical. It was a defensive lineman. My God, he scored a touchdown. Uh, and finally, uh, Gundy. Gundy's up for a lot of these, man. <laughs> and we don't even have best hairstyle, I don't think. It's, I don't know. We're going to get down this list mm-hmm. a little more. Gundy threatening the Oklahoma State media with lost access if they asked about a transferring player. Yeah, that Those was are a great moment. Three. We could have gone deeper on this one. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Pete, what do you think? Oh, I thought the Gundy thing was just totally classless. I just that was that was I don't know the the Chad Morris thing, like as, as ridiculous as it is and as fun as it is, you can kind of get it. The Gundy thing is just like just straight up like high school meathead. Take your lunch money tactics. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. We're uh, we're good. Can you imagine how many cheese graters Gundy's going to have up in his office, like on the on, on like the mantle? You know, it's going to be like it's going to be uh, like De Niro's study, you know? Yeah, it's going to be like Big 12 coach of the year. And then they're like, why do you have all these golden cheese graters, Mike? Wait, the Big 12 <laughs> named him coach of the year once. I think he's won one or two. I mean, he's been there. A long probably. Long. You kind of have probably. To. Yeah, I just I never yeah. understand why T Boone Pickens with all his billions. Didn't just hire Belichick for like a hundred million a year. <laughs> well, that oil well, kind of went. He's in the built tank. like the entire city, and he sticks with Gundy. Like, <laughs> and they coach, and they kind of hate each other sometimes. Like they'll yeah. go in these, oh, yeah. like they'll get in these fights, and the ads in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Like Gundy's all right, but like I'd be like, hey, Belichick, hundred yeah. mil, <laughs> ten years, I'll give you a billion. I would say Gundy's pretty good, relevant to their history, right? Like, yeah, but if you're dying history. billionaire. You don't have time for, I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have time for eight and four. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know. Above average. Tell you. Psh, yeah. They keep eating Texas. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Well, All right, Pat, who do you vote for? I got to go with uh, Chad Morris yeah. here because 
here's the thing, man. All right, he, you know, this was he's going to draw a line in the sand. He wants them to be more serious or whatever. You know, he's not going to tolerate that. We're going to come out next game. We're not going to screw around. We're suspending these guys that weren't serious about the game. So, inspired as Arkansas was, they promptly lost 38-0 to Missouri to finish the season. Yeah. Good job there. So, I'm, I'm with Chad Morris, control freak of the year. Chad Morris is the control freak of the year. The heart wants what it wants, Chad. <laughs> Have you not listened to any Selena Gomez songs? Could you engrave that on the cheese grater that we sent to Chad? <laughs> the heart wants what it wants. Congratulations, 2018 Arkansas. As I noted at the time, this was the most – the Arkansas guys are doing a tremendous job getting high-end talent to even consider some kind of arrangement with an Arkansas football player. I mean, these are recruiters. Arkansas has got to work harder. Three-star talent, five-star heart. <laughs> you can't sit back and wait. You're not an Alabama Crimson Tide player. The girls aren't going to call you. You got to seize the day, man. You got to go out there and give it. shoot your shot. If you got an Arkansas Mississippi State dance team member willing to talk to you, you got to go for it. You're Arkansas. You're horrible. You're in last place. This represented the greatest potential victory of the entire season. Chad Morris snuffs it out. <laughs> Control freak of the year. That was Send over. him a grater. Who steals a cheese grater? Swipe right, buddy. Swipe right. <laughs> All right. Breakout performer of the year podcast edition. Uh <laughs> Wetzel's CVS glasses. Yep, looking good. <laughs> Both sides are now broken. They're always just like slightly askew. Like you could yeah, have that way if you tried. Like twelve ninety five down at the CVS. Twenty three degree angle yeah. across the brow. I don't know. Uh, could ha they're doing great. They're doing their job. Pete's Bo South Boston map in the background. That's always good. Although your hat this week could have been. Yeah, yeah, a little Santa hat on Pete's T head. This Tis week. the season, right? You know, we're giving Tis out we're season. giving out cheese graters. It would be the holiday spirit. And then the Kentucky cheese grater that was a breakout performer. So mm. that's it. And then various animal attacks, uh, number four. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I uh, well, I got to go with the glasses. They keep me entertained on they every do. podcast here <laughs> when we're looking. Especially at when you're in the middle of some screed about something not very serious, and your glasses are like <laughs> they start breaking. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah so. they start yeah. tilting a little more. Screw comes out. Yeah, whatever the case I, may be. I agree because this way I can probably expense them and I can get a better pair. <laughs> <bear. laughs> at least get like the nineteen dollars. Yeah, I'm going to that's it. Oh, we're going to Walgreens now. <laughs> Step it up. There you go. All right, congratulations to my my cheap reading glasses. Uh, recurring theme of the year podcast uh, award. Pete not reading the pre-show prep notes. That's true. No matter how how simple they are, never. Oh wait, we do a a, a weekly small sample Heisman. What? Yeah, again this week? Oh, hang on. Just just go to Pat first. I could Google it in time. Come on. Uh, Pat cussing at the Broncos. Yeah, that was a good one. There's some pretty good. So, there's some pretty good ones. <laughs> I kind of like. Really that. good thing that we did not podcast this past Sunday when they blew the season against the 49ers. I was cussing up a storm. 
whenever Pat tweets negatively about the Broncos and we're not podcasting, I actually get a little bit like I'm a little annoyed. I'm like, oh, yeah. that'd be so bad because all of a sudden you can see in Pat's eyes he's not paying attention. He's like looking away, and then you just like, <laughs> like his face contorts to whatever ridiculous decision Vance Joseph just made. Um, my daughter's soccer team's curb stomping other children. <laughs> that was a good theme. Go big or go home. You 11 girl soccer. No mercy. Uh, alcohol. Alcohol is a recurring theme. Yes, indeed. Um, what do you think? Pat, what are you taking? Whew, it's a tough bunch there. Um, man. I, I, I got to go with alcohol just because it was such a reliable theme for us. Like, you know, I mean, it's always there in, for you. Always. Always. There for you. always yeah. You know, that's uh, we 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 couldn't have gotten here without it. By golly. So it's my yeah. choice. I'm going with you and the Broncos because they, they would it would be unexpected. Yeah, that was the best that was, part. That was fun too. It wasn't a bit. We would just be doing the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Monday overreaction and all of a sudden Pat would start swearing. And yeah. What was the one play on you really beat? were animated about? Like particularly, there was it was it they a, missed they, oh, missed they missed the, the field goal, goal to win the game to win the game. Like I don't even remember who it was against now. But <laughs> I mean, it's like you're down two, and uh, uh, let's not go there again. <laughs> it's gonna make me mad all over again. Uh, all right, anti-establishment hero of the year, anti-establishment hero of the year, James Carville. For his uh, diatribe against the SEC and saying it's uh, uh, Bama uh, favors Bama, which is classic political operative stuff, just by throwing out the qu- I'm just asking the question. <laughs> Made it all the way to game day, and then required an ESPN apology to the SEC, <laughs> all because James Carver was messing things up. <laughs> Good job, Carvel. That letter to the Baton Rouge Advocate was classic. Oh, yeah. Um, Mike Leach for savaging the Pac-12 offices uh, for officiating and also providing excellent coach fight-down breakdown and (laughs) daring to drink a milkshake and an In-N-Out burger at a Pac-12 coaches meeting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Leach, Leach is the anti-establishment. That's he also, for sure. he also he put in uh, work this year, as the kids would say. That's work. He really you did. Know? Like, he really did. Yeah. Uh, UCF for naming itself national champions might do it again. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, <laughs> that was solid because that rankled people. Like people oh, yeah. really yeah. like. Why would you take that seriously and get angry? Like, right. They were literally Alabama fans who have claimed like. Then they, they they claimed a title when they lost to Vanderbilt and somebody else. Like they're nine and two in like nineteen forty three. They claim a title, and there are oh, people yeah. in Alabama steaming over this UCF thing. How dare they not recognize the tide? <laughs> uh, and finally, David Sills for the doubt, double horns down at Texas. Ugh. I do like that one. Yeah, igniting an entire like conference hissy fit there. That's How like the Tom fakest Herman controversy of all time. The horns up, horns down. I never want to discuss that again. So ridiculous. <laughs> so stupid. The Big 12 should just, like, they should all go bury their head in the sand and, like, have someone knock some sense into them in their posterior. Because that is just the dumbest controversy that they threw gasoline on. Like, oh. Why is Tom Herman, like, he's so cool at times, 
and then there's this. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, Tom, you were at strip joints and massage parlors, and you're stealing booze and drinking on the job. Yeah, cool, man. Hook him, right? <laughs> in, the, in the heat of a game, a guy put his hands down. This is an outrage. <laughs> Guess what? He lost the game. That's why. That's why. Fired That's when he went on the, the field horns. after Gundy, too, because they were losing that game. There's literally a dude trying to destroy his life up in Columbus, and he doesn't care. <laughs> David Sills is the problem. David Sills. Man. All right. Anti-establishment hero of the year. Pat Forty, who are you voting for? Whoo. Um, well, give me the first one again. Carvel. Was th- Carvel. Hey, I got all right. I'm going with Carvel. Just because it was fantastic the way he he just worked everybody he worked the sec office he worked the alabama fans and he worked espn like a fiddle that was incredible first of all they put him on live tv what do you think he's gonna say and he goes on and says exactly what you would think he's gonna say and then espn's like oh we apologize to the sec our corporate partner for these outrageous comments from none other than james carville who's made a living off outrageous comments james carville's my guy pete I got to go with Leach. I mean, he was the gift that kept on giving. Yeah. Um, they had a fantastic season on the field. Uh, we obviously were able to obtain those documents via freedom of information request that uh, had him. <laughs> I, I believe the quote was, I think Woody Dixon, who's the uh, number two at the Pac-12, is a coward, and I look forward to telling him in person. <laughs> that was one of the great quotes of the year. So thank you, Mike Leach. Keep doing you. I, I, I'm grading a little on the curve as Leach is an actual coach. Carvel is just a, a yep. political consultant who may be not even working now. I don't even know. Yeah. Like great work by James Carvel, but like anything, like it's, it's like the milkshake when you bring the milkshake <laughs> and that's the thing Leach did. He went over the top. It's one thing to eat a burger at a meeting. It's another to slurp a milkshake. That means you think so little of this meeting, you're going to consume dessert. <laughs> Leech not would, like uh, I don't have time. I had to eat. You didn't have to eat a milkshake, buddy. Leech that's would, strong would definitely put the cheese grater up in his office. I think he would. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I got no would. doubt about it. Like, yeah, yeah, he would. All right, we'll we're, get to a couple. We're sending quick him ones a cheese here. grater. Congratulations, Mike Leach. Good job. Uh, the most surprising non-firing. <laughs> uh, hmm. What a question that is. USC, Illinois, UConn. Wait, they didn't fire the guy at UConn? (laughs) (laughs) No, they did not. Well, Dan, you just gave away your answer. You were pretty surprised. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What is – does he have Randy Etzel have pictures or something? Like – on Connecticut really? cheating on Rhode Island or something like what? <laughs> I mean, Dan, they only had the worst defensive season in the history of college football. What's so bad about that? Like, yeah. he's got to have some dirt on the entire state. And there was it's a incredible. nepotism suit that he got settled to because his kid worked for him. The worst defense. Didn't Boise State gain 2000 yards on him or something? It was like, <laughs> I did. Remember, everybody thought Boise's. Like, oh, my God, they're going to go to the playoff. Yeah, they, no, it just turned out that UConn me. was that freaking bad. They did. I thought that was my say something nice. I was yeah. like, this Boise State's legit. I watched him gain like 980 yards in a football <laughs> game late Saturday night, and I wasn't even that drunk. <laughs> and then no. it was like, oh, I'm like, UConn. It's like, a, I mean, it's a fairly legitimate program. 
Mm, used to be. Used mm, to be. Wow. All right. But well, here's the thing, too, man, is he's got all those contract, those bogus incentives in his contract where he gets like $2,000 if they're ahead at halftime. Stuff like that. <laughs> it does. It's, it's the most unbelievable contract I've ever seen. The AD that signed that thing. He should have to go to work naked for like a week because it's just. <laughs> I actually I mean, know what David so Bennett looks like. I wish you didn't say that. <laughs> uh, Rutgers is on this list too. Uh, the 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 fans went with USC, but that is not as uh, surprising no. as, as no. UConn. As far as get I'm get that cheese grater to stores. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> who steals a cheese grater. Not even an issue. All right, the scam of the year. The scam of the year. Oh, yeah. Akron weaseling out of Nebraska, this catching the midnight flight <laughs> out of Lincoln because it was a lightning storm. One of my favorites. This is still not re- resolved. They uh, they want their money, uh, and I have the contract. This is one of the great bits because uh, they're saying that the, the game uh, was canceled, but not by the terms of the contract. So the contract said, and this was unbelievable contract, this agreement shall be void, in which in case Nebraska would not owe the million bucks to Akron if, in the event, it becomes impossible to play the game. Now, remember, there was a lightning storm. But impossible to play the game by reason of disaster, <laughs> fire, <laughs> hurricane in Nebraska, mind you. Hey, I don't know who this lawyer is, but <laughs> he's on top of it. Uh, if the hurricane hits Nebraska, we're in a lot more trouble than this. Yeah. Tropical storm, flood, mm-hmm. earthquake, war. There's a war. <laughs> Iowa has invaded. Uh, Act of terrorism. Invasion. <laughs> Not war. Invasion also. Yeah. Yep. Just general hostilities. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, that just could be Gundy and Herman yelling at each other, right? <laughs> yeah, that's an average sports bar on a Saturday. You Here know? we go. Rebellion. There's a rebellion. <laughs> By who? It's a football game. Insurrection. <laughs> Who's causing an insurrection in Nebraska? A bunch of old farmers with pitchforks storming Memorial Stadium, declaring to trying to pop all the balloons with their little pitchfork. I wonder if farmers still use pitchforks. I I might need to look into that. Get on that, would you? Confiscation by order of government. Confiscation (laughs) by order of government. What are they confiscating? The stadium? The footballs? What? Sounds like a 16th century scroll reading, not, not, not a modern college football contract. Okay, here's another. Again, this is this is all in the actual contract. Military public authority. So, like, if we become a military state, no football game. If uh, what is it? I'm trying to think of the. There's a a, mili- a military base in Nebraska. Let's see if I can find it here. They got that guy's got nukes out there or something. I don't know. Oh, they got they got stuff out there, man. Or prohibitory or injunctive orders of any competent judicial or governmental authority. <laughs> competent only. I don't know what governmental authority that is competent right now in this country. But so the lawyer came up with all of these things. He is guarding against insurrection, rebellion, 
hostilities, confiscation by order of government, but he forgot to put lightning. (laughs) (laughs) You are a horrible lawyer. (laughs) Lightning. It cancels a game every year. We have never had rebellion cancel the game. No. I do not want to disparage the entire University of Nebraska Law School, but good Lord, people. <laughs> you owe Akron $1.1 million just for this horrible paragraph nine of your contract. All right, And I love the a... fact that Akron's taking that you know, little uh, loophole and going for it, man. It has and not been determined us, yet. Give us our money. Then they went out and played an extra game. They, like, double cheated. And then they fired Terry Bowden, my, our old co-worker here at Yahoo Sports, anyway. So I'm not That's liking for- you too much, Akron. You deserved it. <laughs> that might be that why they need the 1.1 million to pay him off or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know what he was making there. Probably not 1.1 million. But off at Air off at Air Force Base in uh, is near Omaha, and that's where that's where the the military takeover was coming. The military from, takeover sure. could have happened, or a lightning could strike. I don't know what. I mean, all people like it's rarer than lightning strike. Well, these are much rarer than lightning strike. <laughs> you think? Worst lawyering of the year. All right, scam of the year. That was just one. I got, I had got so fired up yeah. about that. Scam of the year. Akron weaseling out on Nebraska. Uh, Urban's Friday afternoon August statements. Oh, yeah, every week we'd get one. A <laughs> clarification of last Friday. <laughs> I'm really against domestic abuse now. Yeah, uh, that... For those of us on the the Zach Smith, Urban, Courtney Smith disaster beat in all of August, it was like five o'clock Friday. Here it comes yeah, right from somebody. Hour. Thanks Ooh. a lot, Urban. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Bowen Sr. crying on the witness stand of the federal fraud trial in college hoops. <laughs> I was there to witness that one. It was uh, it was sad. <laughs> I mean, he was heaving. <laughs> Got himself a recess, didn't he, for a while? Yeah, they had a we had a recess so he could compose himself. It's like mm-hmm. I I sold my kid to everybody starting when he was fifteen, and now I really regret it because he has to play in Australia. Because he's in Australia, and I'm on the witness stand in a federal trial. That's a good yeah. time to regret it. Yeah, that was an emergency pod for the ages. Yeah. It really oh yeah. Is. Anytime Brian, if tears are coming on Brian Bowen Senior, we're gonna go get that done. Uh, Nineteen other things from the hoops trial. It really was a lot from the hoops trial. That was a lot of a, scamming. A high call. Yeah, a lot of scams in the scam of the year. Um, probably the best being that Bill Self's still coaching. And, <laughs> and Kansas is still claiming they're just a victim here. There's been no. Right. This is my favorite line. There's been no allegations against Kansas. Are you talking? <laughs> what are you talking about? There's like 50 of them. Yeah. yeah. If, if you believe that, you believe Bill Self's hair is real. So. Oh, Woo! <laughs> scam of the year. Wow. All right. Pat, who do, who wins scam of the year? I like them all so much, man. Like, <laughs> every one you went through, I'm like, oh, that one, that one, that one. Uh, I got, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna break with, uh, even though it's not football. I got to go with Kansas claiming victim status. That's that's the scam of the year for me. I got, I got to go with Bowen. Um, one of our, uh, one of our religious listeners, uh, the great Ed Ryan. Uh, when I, I'd send a gift because he had a little daughter, and he said they hope to raise her so he can someday sell her off to a college in the vein of Brian Bowen in his thank you note to me. So <laughs> I thought that was one of like the great all time lights. If you are good enough to end up in a thank you note for a child's gift to inspire the future parents of America, you are, you are, you are wheelhouse scam of the year, Brian Bowen Senior. So congratulations. 
He probably uh, tried to sell his cheese grater. He probably, yeah. You know what? Kind of needs the money. I don't know. Maybe he could use the cheese grater. Uh, I am gonna. I'm going with the Akron stuff. I think we're just gonna have a dispute. I don't know. I guess we got to pick a winner here. I'll go off here. I'll go with Bowen. Let's send Bowen the cheese grater. All right. Yeah. Like you said, he'll it'll be on eBay in five minutes. I don't think Akron is scamming anyone. I think they're just taking advantage of a of a bad of of bad lawyering by by Nebraska. All right. Um, official Yahoo Podcast Drink of the Year. The mm. official Yahoo Podcast Drink of the Year. The Natty Light 77 pack. Remember that? They were selling that sucker in uh, College Maryland. Park, Maryland. Yeah. 77 pack, because 76 just isn't enough. <laughs> uh, Bush Light, uh, of course. Of course. I, don't even, uh, I think, really, you don't have this on here, but the... Uh, the five cases of Bud Light that that dude was down in Texas oh, was stealing. Oh, yeah. The shoplifter. Remember mm. that? Yeah. Oh, that was really good. That was really he good. He got these long arms. He had five cases, <laughs> and I don't think they ever caught him. No, I think the Bud Light Bandit got away with <laughs> the it. The Bud Light Bandit. Oh, uh, man. The 44-ounce Polar Pop. What was that from? <laughs> That's what Pat That's drinks me drinking during that ever, during oh. every sh- And then finally, Fiji water. <laughs> Yeah, Fiji. And I, late nominee there too. Um, the uh, the flat Mountain Dew that the assistant coach kept in the oh, fridge. Oh yeah. Well, we're uh, gonna get to him. We're gonna get to him. Yeah, okay. the flat Mountain Dew because he's too busy for carbonation. <laughs> too busy. Uh, I, all right, I'm gonna tell you the 77 pack to me is just a. I mean, that's granted it was not consumed. Natty Light did kind of fail us. They never sent us one promotional. Yeah. Right. Big failure. Yeah. I would think we'd be popular at Natty headquarters too, right? Like I would think, I think that that's I our know. audience, right? It really is our audience. Yeah. Pat, what do you think? I got to go with the guy that took the five cases because yeah. that was that was such gumption, such an ambition. You know, he wasn't going with four; he was going with five, even though we had to like hook the fifth one under his chin. <laughs> he may not be the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I go with that. If we we can't send it to him because he's on the lamb. <laughs> but, you know, send us a message, our friend, Bud Light Bandit down in Fort Worth, Texas, because we will get it to you. We will not <laughs> narc you out. I swear. That's right. We will protect your, your uh, information and we will get you a cheese grater. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, all right. And finally, uh, we have only one candidate for this as far as I'm concerned. And that is the Yahoo Sports College Football Man of the Year. Could have been a person of the year. We're not sexist here, but it is a man of the year. And that man of the year is Pitt Panther tight end coach Tim Salem. Uh, The the Pitt tight ends weren't anything special this year. But uh, (laughs) this could be something nice, too. (laughs) Say something nice. I mean, I'm sure they were okay. They did make the ACC title game, but. His moments included uh, the revelation that he he puts he gets uh, Mountain Dews and unscrews the top and then puts them in the fridge so that the carbonation goes out, but they're really cold because he's such a busy man. He he does not have time for carbonation. Like that is that is a football coach at its best, right? Can't be slowed down by this carbonation. I gotta focus. I'm gonna focus on getting the 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 nutrients inside the Mountain Dew down my throat as fast as possible. A lot of nutrients there, Dan. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. whatever it is. It speaks of, of preparation. 
Because if you fail the plan, you plan to fail. And- <laughs> strategy he's got it all guile the whole thing and then his his admission that he he did not return home uh after a particular loss and i don't know if he's ever gone home we tried to get a interview request into his wife but it was not uh it was denied by the pit pit athletic department i can't imagine why uh here is the quote of all quotes uh, I haven't slept since the game, if that's what you're asking. Really, I've been in this building since 7 a.m. on Sunday. I haven't left. I haven't left. I worked yesterday in this building for 18 hours. I slept here. That's just the way you do it sometimes, right? So um, it goes on about how just in, in, just intense he is about this. And finally he's asked, would you be here since Sunday morning if you had won Saturday night? Would you have gone home? No, I'd still be here. When I go home late at night, it's, honey, can you change the light bulb? Can you move this out to the garage? No, I don't want to change no light bulbs. I'm not moving nothing to the garage, so I don't want to go home. I don't have to do that stuff. The honey-do list is gone because I'm not there. This is my sanctuary right here. You've got to try it. It will work. I mean, this is life. This is a life lesson to all of us. How to avoid getting nagged. To do household chores by your wife? Don't live there. <laughs> it's foolproof. <laughs> Who in college football has taught us more about how to live our lives than this, Pat Forty? <laughs> All right. I was going to make a case for Mike Gundy because of... <laughs> You know, the, the faux fights, uh, the, the control freak part, the, uh, the $250 check he wrote to the angry fan because uh, he lost a bet on the uh, Bedlam game, I think it was. <laughs> you know, and the, just the general lunacy of Gundy. But I'm changing my mind to Tim Salem, and here is why. Not, not just everything that you just laid out, but he's working 18 hours a day <laughs> And his tight ends caught a total of nine passes this year. (laughs) Ten. I'm sorry, ten. My math is bad. Leading tight end receiver, Will Gregg, (laughs) caught five balls (laughs) for 31 yards. Junior Jim Madure, three for 29. And sophomore Tyler Sear, two for nine. He's working 18 hours a day for those guys. Does his wife go like, what do you mean you can't go home? We never throw it to your players. <laughs> what could you possibly I got no light bulbs working in this time. house. <laughs> the trash is piled up. No one will take it to the garage. I'm really busy. They didn't even throw you a pass. <laughs> your guys, all they do is block. Oh, my God. What is he doing for 18 hours a day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew. He's just sitting there drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> No fizz. He is totally putting vodka in that thing. He is a Tom Herman. He's a he is a closet Tom Herman. Vodka and get flat Mountain Dew. That's live. That's living, baby. Woo. Pete, do you have an objection to this award? No, 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 no. I I just hope we get the book rights uh, to, to Mountain Dew for the uh, for the delinquent husband's soul. Um, it'll be a spinoff of the Chicken Soup series, a pinch of Tuesdays with Maury. I think it'll be a Father's Day smash hit. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think we're all oh my in. Gosh. 
I think we're all in. It's awesome. I mean, these are life mottos. No, I don't want to change no light bulbs. Can we get that engraved on the cheese grater? Preach, brother. Yeah. Preach. We got to get that engraved on his cheese grater. Got to. Congratulations, Tim Salem. You are a college football Yahoo Sports College podcast man of the year. All right. That is our show. Uh, Please be at the uh, January 4th uh, live show in San Jose. We'll have this many laughs and more alcohol and uh, race for the case or whatever the heck you guys, the bowl bonanza. These two are picking them all. So make sure you check that out. Keep subscribing. We will talk to you all later. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.